Welcome back to the Be Free program where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Loretta Roschke and we are continuing with the second half of our teaching. We just got through talking about atonement and how you can accept Christ and be at one, at tone, at one minute, atonement, reconciled to God, cleansed, washed. Jesus Christ is our mercy seat. He cleanses us. No matter how long you've had that problem, no how long you have been entering in and walking in that sin, I'm just accepting Jesus Christ and having the blood of Jesus applied to you. It cleanses you. It changes you forever. It brings about a result of changing you from out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, translating you, pulling you into the kingdom of light, repenting, giving you a different way of thinking, which results in different behaviors, different uh, habits, uh, a different conduct and a different life. Hallelujah. And uh, there is salvation in no other name but the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We accept that and we believe that and we walk in that. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Let me just say this too: that uh, to us that maybe we've been saved. I've been a Christian since I was for 47 years. Since I was 10 years old, I've been a Christian. And. Sometimes, if we're not careful, we can allow ourselves to become a little lukewarm. And uh, this is a scripture I go back and read periodically. And it's Revelations three fifteen through 20. I know your works, that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Wow. Because you say, I am rich and become wealthy and have need of nothing. And do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich and white uh, and white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. (coughs) Excuse me. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come unto him and dine with him and he with me. Listen, I believe that God is knocking on the door of our nation saying, repent, come up higher, come up closer, repent, have a change of mind, a change of attitude, a change of conduct, a change of habits. Be set free, be delivered. And I believe God is knocking on the door of our hearts because he wants us to have a new life. He wants us to have a life that's cleansed and washed and full of his spirit. And that we be on fire, not lukewarm, not cold, not lukewarm, but on fire with his spirit and carrying his glory so that we can affect change in this nation. One person at a time, one life at a time, one group at a time, one city, one state, one nation at a time so that the spirit of God can flow to through us to others and minister to people. So uh, that was so much about the Day of Atonement and Yom Kippur, uh, the when the holy the holiest day of the year when the priest, the high priest, once a day, once a year, one day would go in and apply the blood of an animal that was sacrificed uh, for the cleansing of the nation and the sanctuary. 
Well, that priest himself needed to have cleansing himself. So he actually had to, to make a sacrifice for himself because he was just a man. But guess what? Jesus Christ is our high priest and he never sinned. His blood, he was spotless, clean. The lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the world that takes away the sin of the world. And it had so one, one time he had to die. And he bore on his body all the sin of mankind, of humankind, for those who will accept it and, and receive Christ as their sa- our Savior and, and forgiveness of sin, then we have eternal life with him. It was the, the, blood, the blood of bulls and goats wouldn't get it done. It covered it. But the blood of Jesus Christ actually removed the sin, remitted it, sent it away, cut it off from us. Uh, the law of the sin of death uh, no longer has power over us. For the law of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, uh, on Friday uh, the 2nd, it will be the Feast of Tabernacles or the Feast of Booths. And this is a really uh, cool foreshadowing uh, as well uh it's it's there's so much meaning in the feast i i just challenge you to read about and i am no expert there's so many people that knows more than i do i know the basics but it's fascinating you know some people will say well leviticus is so boring so many laws and rules but when you begin to see jesus and it hidden and all of the laws and the principles and uh, everything, the tabernacle and, uh, you know, if you, the Old Testament comes alive because it hidden in there are, are hidden treasures that reveal Jesus. And then in the New Testament, Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Covenant, the Old Testament. The Old Testament pointed us to our need of a Savior and the laws and the commandments pointed us to a need of our Savior that we, we can't do it in ourselves. The works, our works will not get it done. And we can't be holy enough or good enough. It had to be Jesus Christ to come to pay the price, the penalty for our sin, to be our substitute, carry our sins so that we can walk in newness of life, have eternal life and walk in sanctification and holiness and carry him. Well, I want to talk about the Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, And it's at the closing harvest of the year, the fruit harvest, uh, gathered in. It, the people of Israel were to set aside seven days to the Lord. From the 15th day into the 21st day, there were to be seven days of rejoicing before the Lord. They were to leave their houses and dwell in booths made of various trees and rejoice before the Lord their God. So now we've come into that time that we are to rejoice. And I think it's it's very important to uh, recognize the feast. Uh, we're not under the Old Testament law, but in so doing, then we recognize what God is doing in the spirit realm because these are uh, a- these were actual feasts that had spiritual implications, and they still to still do today. And they had, as I said, hidden spiritual truths that are still applicable today to you and me. All these thousands of years later, it's it's applicable to you and I today. And so we as the body of Christ are engrafted into the vine, the vine being Israel. And so uh, you may not go out and do an actual build yourself a booth and live in it for seven days. But understanding the why, the why, the power in it and how it foreshadowed Jesus in the New Testament 
is awesome. So <clears throat> they would leave their houses and dwell in booths made of like branches, you know, limbs and uh, shrubbery and rejoice before the Lord, their God. On the first and on the eighth day, there was to be an extra Sabbath day or holy convocations. The whole feast pointed back to the first feast, which was Passover, because the Feast of Tabernacles was the consummation of that which began in the Feast of Passover. You remember about Passover, right? The children, the Hebrews were in Egypt and Pharaoh would not let them go. And he kept promising, but he wouldn't do it. And so uh, the Lord told Moses to tell the people uh, to take the blood of a lamb and put it on the doorpost of the door apply the blood to the doorpost of each house uh, and then everyone in and then stay inside the house as the death angel passed by and everybody in that house where the blood was applied the death angel passed over well who is the lamb of god that was slain jesus christ it foreshadowed jesus christ the spotless lamb of god slain from the foundation of the world and so uh, the Feast of Tabernacles, you can find it in Leviticus 23, Deuteronomy 16, and Zechariah 14, Ezra 3. It's, or, it's more literally called the Feast of Booths. The Hebrew word for booth is Sukkoth. The Feast of Tabernacles or Booths pointed back to Israel's, listen, first encampment after their exodus from Egypt as they encamped on the edge of the wilderness. So they're, they're about to go into the wilderness. The booth spoke of a temporary place in route to the promised land and permanent dwelling place. So in route to the permanent dwelling place. See, the Bible says we are strangers and sojourners. We're aliens on this earth. We're passing through. Our citizenship is in heaven. And Jesus Christ is our dwelling place. He is. We are to rest in him. So we, they were on, en route to the promised land and permanent dwelling places. They were, they were pushing on to the promised land. Uh, it also pointed to the final harvest, the fruit harvest, which was the final end gathering at the end of the year. Listen, I believe with all of my heart that we are entering in. Okay, so, so the feast of end gathering, the Feast of Tabernacles, booths, all these things, all the different titles for this one feast. One, uh, it spoke of an end gathering, gathering in the fruit, the final harvest, the final end gathering at the end of the year. I believe the Bible says in the last days in Joel, he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Sons and daughters shall prophesy. Old men shall dream dreams. Um, uh, we were it's been prophesied that there would be a great in gathering or great spiritual awakening an outpouring of the spirit of god in the last days and listen i believe that we are stepping into a place where we are going to put in the sickle and reap and the fruit of the souls. Uh, the Bible says in John four thirty five, behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, look on the fields for they are white already to harvest. I believe that we are entering into the greatest time of harvesting and gathering of the loss that we have ever seen. 
I believe that Jesus is coming soon. I believe we're in the, in the last of the last days, but I don't know how long the last days are going to last. I don't know how long that's going to be, but the Bible says to occupy till he comes to put in the sickle and reap, to look and see the fields are ripe. You not, you may not have a pulpit or, or a a ministry with an actual name on it or, uh, you know, like Loretta ministry, you may not stand behind a pulpit, but you have a pulpit in your life. You absolutely have a personal pulpit and you can put in the sickle and reap. It is time to preach the gospel unfettered, unchained, unashamedly, without holding back to preach it boldly. You know, I love, love, love the fact that last uh, Saturday on the uh, the National and Global Day of Repentance that I was able to minister at the courthouse, our courthouse. And I was uh, honored and humbled uh, at, to lead in worship, but then to give up to speak and uh, for a few minutes. And I ministered on how to change a nation one person at a time. And it's by the gospel. And at the end, uh, the Holy Spirit had spoken to me to give a a salvation invitation, a call of salvation. I'm like, Lord, on the courthouse lawn? <laughs> yeah. And you know what? It was just so easy. It just happened so easy. And, uh, there were hands that went up with no one looking around, accepting Jesus Christ as their Savior. And then we all said the prayer. Listen, I'm telling you, it's that easy. Because it's the Holy Spirit doing the drawing. It's the Holy Spirit wooing and calling, uh, calling unto himself. It's the, it's the Lord knocking on the door of the heart, like I read about in the first half of the program. Uh, you may have someone in your life, in your family, that you think, man, Lord, I don't know how this person can ever get saved. Lord, they're, they're so, so lost. They're in such darkness. And I've prayed for them for so many years. Don't you give up hope? Don't you get discouraged. We are in the greatest time to ever be alive and on the face of the earth right now. Everything is is coming together for a great move of the spirit of God. Yes, there's a lot of turmoil, a lot of chaos, and we need to pray. We need to seek the face of God. We need to pray for the kingdom of heaven on earth. We need to press in and we need to put in the sickle and reap. It is the feast of booths, the feast of ingathering, the final harvest, the fruit harvest, the final ingathering at the end of the year. I believe spiritually speaking that this feast of booths or tabernacles is extremely symbolic. Uh, it foreshadows and tells us what we're to be doing. Bring them in, bring them in, go out in the highways and the byways and compel them to come in. Go out and minister. If you're in the grocery store and God highlights somebody to say hello to and strike up a conversation and tell them about Christ. Uh, if you are uh, at work, and God speaks to you to do that. Wherever you are, bring Christ at the center. Bring Christ into the conversation and, and look for ways, look for opportunities to minister the gospel to the broken and the hurting and the lost. Listen, it was so extremely easy and the, uh, for everyone to stand up and pray out loud together and accept Christ. Uh, because, see, remember this. Jesus is the Lord of the harvest. He is the Lord of the harvest. We aren't. He's the one that does the work. We open our mouths and we put in the sickle and we reap. It is that time to 
pull, draw people into the kingdom of God. It's time to share your testimony. Don't be ashamed. Don't be bashful. It's, it's time to share your testimony of what Christ has done in your life. Because somebody right around you could, could be somebody very close to you that you know very well. Or it could be somebody that you just rub shoulders with and you're just like, okay, give me, God show me. Help me to have favor this person so I can begin to share my testimony. See, the Bible says you overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. Use your testimony. Use your words. Open your mouth. Your testimony is powerful. I can't tell you how many times over the past 47 years God has given me the honor and the grace and the power to share my testimony with people and people Respond to that. They want to know there's hope. People right now need to know there's hope. Not only for our nation, but for them, for their family, where they're at. Even if it's just as simple how the Lord provided a meal for you when you had no money. Share it. Or that God brought you up out of a deep pit of drugs and alcohol. Share it. If God brought you out of deep darkness and depression, share it. People are looking and listening for good news because there's so many bad things being noised about. I am telling you, this is the prime time to preach the gospel. It is the prime time to shine the light in the darkness. Jesus Christ is the truth. He's the life and he is the way. And when we begin to open our mouth, let's not be bashful. Let's not be ashamed. And don't be ashamed of the power of the Holy Ghost. Don't be ashamed of the power of the gifts of the Spirit of God. Let them operate. Let the gifts of the Spirit operate operate in your life prophesy words of knowledge words of wisdom uh, miracles healing deliverance uh, the bible says and mark lay hands on the sick it talks about cast out demons listen we it is our time to begin to do this it's the feast of tabernacles it's the feast of booths it's that time to do that let me just read i love reading this i go back and read this uh quite often in Mark, Matthew, Mark, oh, there you go. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Verse 14. Let's start at 15. Go, this is Jesus. It's written in red. Go into all the world, all you preachers and big titles. Nope, that's not what it says. It just says, go. That means it's for everybody. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. What's the gospel? It's the good news. The gospel is what Jesus Christ did when he left heaven, came to earth, came down uh, and was born to a virgin. He came to seek and to save that which lost was lost. He poured out his lifeblood. He sacrificed himself on the cross. He poured all the penalty and the judgment of the wrath of God that roared down on him for sin, even though he had never sinned. Uh, he, he took on the and paid the price and the penalty for the sin of the entire world of all humanity for anyone that was ever born or ever will be born. And he paid the penalty that for whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He died. He was buried. He rose again. And he's coming again. 
He took the keys of death, hell, and the grave, and the authority and the power of the enemy. Sin shall no longer exert dominion over you. Over you, If you accept Christ, repent, turn to Him, and His Spirit begins to dwell in you. Listen, sin no longer has dominion and rule over you. He took away the keys to death, hell, and the grave, and He gave us the keys to the kingdom. He says, bind and loosed, cast out. He who believes... Uh, go to all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. And he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs, listen, it's time to walk in the signs and the wonders to carry Christ into the neighborhoods, carry Christ into the public places, into the schools, into our local government, our uh, state government, our national government, to begin to carry him into our places of business. These signs will follow those who believe in my name, in the name of Jesus Christ. The name of Lueda is not going to get you anything. It won't purchase you anything. But the name of Jesus Christ purchased and paid it all. In my name, they will cast out demons. I don't know if you've ever had any run-ins with some demons and some manifestation of it, but I have several times over my life. And there's one name that causes them to silence and to go. It's the name of Jesus Christ. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. And every demon has to obey the authority in the name of Jesus. We can exercise that authority in the name of Jesus. And it's our time to do it. Come on. We need to rise up in the United States of America and in the nations and use our authority uh, to cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Yes, I speak with new tongues. I pray in my heavenly language. I speak in new tongues. And guess what? We can lay hands on people or we can speak it and they can receive their heavenly language, their infilling of baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is beyond the initial experience of being born again and receiving the initial regeneration uh, of the the life of God or the breath of God or the Holy Spirit. It is a separate experience that Jesus told the disciples, go into uh, Jerusalem, go up in the upper room until you are endued with power from on high. I'm telling you, it's time we speak with new tongues. The Bible says they will take up serpents. Uh, they, they will take them up. In other words, you're going to deal with demons at times. They're, 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 it's going to happen. It is going to happen. And it's not talking about um, taking them up and playing with them and having a service with them like some religions do. No, it means to take up. It means to remove, take away and cast away serpents to remove them, to cast them away, to send them away in the name of Jesus. And if they drink anything deadly, if you and I drink anything deadly, it will by no means heart them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Man, I'm telling you, God is stirring up a faith in me to begin to walk in like never before in the realm of the miraculous. Let it, the faith be stirred up in you. And then it said in verse 20, and they went out and preached everywhere. Where? Just in the synagogue? Just in the church? No, everywhere. The Lord working with them. See, I'm believing the Lord is working with me right now as I'm ministering. The Lord working with them and confirming 
the word, the word of God, the word through the accompanying signs. It's time. We've got to have some signs. We got to have some power. We have to have an endowment from on high. We have to begin to uh, pray in tongues and seek the face of God, repent, put in the sickle and reap and to go forth and lay hands on the sick and they recover to cast out demons. I'm telling you, this is our time to do it. We are in a very specific, uh, important a critical moment. We are in the Feast of Tabernacles has begun. The Feast of the In Gathering. The fields are wiped unto harvest. Put in the sickle and reap. Hallelujah. Lord, I just pray right now for those watching, Lord, that they'd be stirred up in faith and that, Lord, that they would seek your face and have a change of mind, Lord, in the way, any way that they need it, a repentance in any place that they need it. I pray, my God, that you'd do them from on high with the baptism and the fire and the power of the Holy Spirit with evidence and speaking in the heavenly language and new tongues as spoken about uh, in Mark 16 and in Acts and Joel chapter 2. God, I pray an outpouring of your spirit. Lord, I pray that you would cause us to begin to rise up with the body of Christ and that we begin to walk in signs and wonders and miraculous and things begin to change. Lord, help us to look up and see the field that is right before us. Specifically, every person field and it's ripe unto harvest. I pray that you would open our eyes, Lord, and we say, use us, Lord. Let us have many souls to lay at your feet, the nations to lay at your feet, Lord. In Jesus' name, here we are. Send us. We go. We open our mouths in Jesus' name. Listen, if you need prayer, call our prayer line, 866-241-0579. Go to our website at lueda.org, L-O-U-A-D-A.org. There are tons and tons of free resources of previous uh, Be Free TV programs that airs on GB Networks. Uh, you can go and uh, find everything about that, how to find us on at Lueda Roshke Ministries on Facebook and Lueda.org where we're, our radio program airs and our TV programs. Uh, and if you would like to help us preach the gospel, you're going to do that at Lueda.org as well. And I believe that you share in, in the anointing upon this ministry when you do that as well as the reward of the fruit of this ministry. God bless you and I will see you again next week. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.